Hey guys, it's Barry J. I haven't spoken to you guys in a minute. How's everyone been doing? You know, I've been doing pretty good myself. Um, today's Saturday and I went back to that spot I was telling you about the past few episodes. And I'm just looking at the birds flying and everything. It's nice, nice and peaceful. Nice and peaceful place. Um... I visited my old church last Sunday, and that was an interesting experience for me. Um, I haven't been there for a year at least. I mean, people were happy to see me, which is good. You know, people did say they missed me and my mother, as we both have moved on in our own ways from that church. Um, Right now, I'm kind of like a floater. I'm not really a member at any church, really, but... There are a few churches I've been following, um, and there's been times I've given my tithes to different churches each time, but right now I'm giving my tithes to um, a church in particular that's really helped me with my faith and believing in, in the Holy Spirit and all that, seeing that manifest in people and how he changes people's lives. Um, It's called The Supernatural Life. I recommend you all look at it. Um, you can just feel God's presence when you watch those videos. Um, but yeah, they perform a lot of miracles and healing services. Um, which I have little to no experience on, but I just like watching it, you know, just to see what's out there. I know there's a lot of fake channels that act like they're healing people when really they're not and making themselves look oh so powerful when it's really the Holy Spirit that has the authority we have none except under you know under God under the Holy Spirit so that's been interesting to say the least um like I was saying before with the attitude changing my attitude I am trying to change my attitude in terms of how I deal with work and things I don't necessarily like because once I instead of trying to rush and hurry up for it to get done instead of let's just get it done then it's over with I noticed things are better I also am trying not to be as stubborn as there was a dream school that I got accepted to right And I was supposed to go this year and I looked at the financial aid and they didn't give me as much as I expected. As my friend said, oh, they give you a lot of financial aid when really they gave me a scholarship that was under a thousand dollars. And they expected me with a loan on top of it to pay thirteen thousand dollars out of my pocket for one semester, not even for an entire year. So. Yeah, needless to say, I can't afford that. (laughs) I mean, even with the job I have full time, even if I worked over time, I still wouldn't be able to afford that. I would have to work two jobs, both up here in Connecticut and down in North Carolina, where the school's located. And... 
at first I almost felt a little doubtful because you know I thought all I had to save was a certain amount because I feel like that was what God was telling me was to save a certain amount and that God would take care of the rest but it also showed me why me waiting instead of just going in the fall this year was a good idea. I mean, when I was living at my Aunt Lisa's place, like I mentioned before, it was basically the wilderness. I can't even really describe it to you. Spiritually, I was in like the wilderness season, you know. And now a few months later, after I finally am starting to break through, you know, I don't want to go back to that. And one of the other issues I had, I think the real reason why I was in the wilderness or whatever was because of me, because I was so stubborn. I didn't want to change my ways. I didn't want to learn new ways. I didn't want to seek God more. I thought what I had was enough. And I realized that the way I was going about it wasn't good either, because when I did pray and read my Bible, I felt like it was a chore. So, yeah, I was physically doing it, but spiritually, mentally, emotionally, I might as well have not done it. You know, but once I started again this January, it was a lot better. I mean, I was able to, I've been able to read scriptures and things will stick out and hit me and stick with me to the point where I can even recite it to other people. Partially, I might be pseudo quoting, <laughs> um, but there's been things that have really stuck out to me and things I could really understand. Um, for example, I found out about songs of song. It's either songs of songs or songs of Solomon. And I recommend everyone to read that. It's in the Bible. Yes, it is. And it's in the Old Testament. It's only a few chapters, maybe eight chapters, but it's so wonderful the way they describe everything the way basically it's a love story between a man and a woman and I love it because of how descriptive it is how they describe each other how they respond to each other back and forth back and forth and I feel like one that's how relationships and marriages are supposed to be and two that's how God loves us Minus some things. But that's how God loves us. He loves us that much. So that's why it's also important, even if you're single like me, <laughs> it's still good to read because it gives you something to look forward to. And it reminds you of how much, you know, God loves you. And I feel like sometimes we don't really hear it enough. We don't dwell on it. We just say, oh, Jesus loves you. But like, really sit down and think about it. He loves you. You know, God loves you. What does that mean? That means no matter how many times you don't listen or disobey or sin, that he still loves you. And that will help you a lot. That's also what I'm trying to do is not, you know, just to say these phrases here and there and not really dwell upon it. But, you know, even something that simple, that he loves you, you know, for people who didn't hear that enough from their friends or their family that he loves you that he's proud of you that he's there for you I mean I can't really how I can't really describe how it feels um 
but I've also been spending more time with God. Um, I don't know if I told you about um, that service I went to with my father. It was like a healing service and they had a speaker and everything he was saying was, you know, right on. It was showing me it was God was using him or the Holy Spirit was using him to show parts of my life or my thinking, my mindset that I need to change that, you know, not everything's my fault, that I don't have to have self-pity, that I don't have to have this ego, feel like everything's, you know, about me. And that's not always the case, you know, and it's okay to let other people shine. It's okay to let other people do better than you. But that doesn't mean that you're you're not good enough. It just means that it's their time. It's their turn. And soon it will be yours. You know, things like that. You know, because I, I struggle with that in terms of, you know, low self-esteem and stuff. Low confidence and self-worth, etc. I think we all do. But it shows me why it's so bad for especially... Christians or children of God, which includes everyone, why it's so bad because Satan uses that and and puts it in your mind to the point where you question your ability, which questions God's ability because he says you are able, right? That I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, right? So so um Yeah. If you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you, then you can't be questioning, can I do this? Am I able? Am I capable? Am I a good candidate? I've learned to just go for it. Just try it. The worst that can happen is nothing. I know it hurts to face rejection. I know no one wants to be abandoned or be told, no, you can't. But just because humans tell you that doesn't mean that you can't. They just can't see it in you, but God can. God can see it in you. God knows it's there. You know, humans, we can only see what is already growing, like the trees. We can see the trees that have grown and produced sweet and beautiful fruits, but we cannot see potential. God shows us potential in people, but we cannot see potential, which is why I feel like we question ourselves. While we have low self-esteem, low self-worth, it's because we can't see potential. We only look at and see growth. We can see growth in other people very easily, but it's hard to see it in yourself. But yeah, like I was saying, we can't see potential. God gives us the sight to see it. But we ourselves cannot see potential, which is why we put our money in stock markets that go up and down. It's why we chase fast cars and expensive things. It's why we glorify celebrities who don't care about us, who don't care about anything. It's why we worship those who are successful and tell ourselves that we'll never make it that far. That's why. Because we can't see potential. We only see growth. We only see the fruits. We don't see the hard work. We don't see the dedication. We don't see the trial and error. 
because they don't show us that enough. They don't show us the struggle enough. They don't show us the hard work enough. They don't show us the trial and error enough, or we don't look at it because we don't want to see that. We want to see wealth. We want to see success, but we don't want to see what's the key to wealth. What's the key to success? What's the risk of wanting wealth? What are things you're going to have to lose, give up, sacrifice in order to make it to a financial level, financial state that maybe none of your family have been able to reach? And that's what I've realized. All this time, I always questioned if I was able to do it. But the question I should have asked myself is, 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 is God able? Next time you, oh, can I do this? Can I really try that? What if it doesn't work out? What if it doesn't, you know, what if I'm disappointed? Is God able? Ask yourself that. Next time you you question things, ask yourself, is God able? (laughs) He's more than able, right? So that will silence that voice in your head, that lie of that you're not good enough. You're perfect. Don't you know that? Don't you know you're perfect? Yeah, there might be things you need to work on, but... Hey, every diamond has to be sanded down, has to be purified, has to be cleansed. Even gold, the quote-unquote purest thing in the world, has a process. We only see the shininess of it, the, the beautiful glow, that tinge, the heaviness how much it's worth but we don't see what it first looks like full of inconsistencies and scars and it's not as beautiful as you would think but the jeweler knows how to the jeweler knows how to make it beautiful There are people out there who can turn trash into pure gold, who can turn copper rings from old machinery into pure copper bricks. That's what God is. He goes to the junkyard. He finds us there. The desperate, the needy, the hopeless. And he turns us into pure, precious gold. But anyway, guys, that's today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. Um, And I hope you look forward to future episodes. I might even write a poem about this, really. (laughs) But I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day and then you enjoy your freedom until classes start. Have a great day. God bless.